coming up on the Potter's Touch. God seems like he don't have no watch or nothing, no sense of time. He don't have no rhythm. I don't think he can dance because when it was time to move, he didn't move. And then when I decided that I don't care whether you move or not, now I hear you come in the door and now you're going to do something. Can these bowls live again? Lord, thou knowest! I prophesied as I was commanded. I just obeyed your word whether I had the feelings or not. And the moment I obeyed your word, suddenly there was a noise. Hey everybody, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. I've got an exciting word for you today. It's a a fresh approach to a very familiar text, Ezekiel 37, you're familiar with the text, dry bones in the valley. You've heard it ever since you, them bones and bones and dry bones and bones. It's that text right there. But this message is called Bare Bones Ministry. Have you been walking through areas in your life that have dried up your bones? We, we must learn to speak life to those bones, the residual. I'm not talking about what you lost. Your miracle is never in what you lost. Your miracle is always in what you got left. So strip down the bare bones. You still got something God can use. Check this out. It was amazing to me when I read in the Word of God that Jesus, when he got baptized in the Jordan and John baptized him, and the Bible said that straightway when he came up out of the water, the heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit descended like a dove and sat on him and carried him out, not high, but low into the wilderness to be tempted. Is it possible that the anointing can take you into a wilderness? Is it possible that the glory of God can take you into a dry place? Is it possible after flying so high that the same God that took you up to the mountaintops could bring you to the valley low? Is it possible that a God who is life itself could carry you down to the epitome of death? death that has stayed so long that the stench has gone. These are not wet bones. Wet bones would stink. These are bones who have been dead so long that the stench has left. Not just dry, very dry. How could I be this anointed and be surrounded with such death and dryness and decadence? How could I be so holy one moment and so human the next? (laughs) I know the Lord used me. I prayed in tongues and got the interpretation. The whole church got blessed by the word of knowledge that he gave. I laid hands on somebody that they got healed. And then somebody jumped in front of me while I was driving home and the same person You just sit there. I'm going to get to you in a minute. I know you're trying to act like you don't understand the inequity of it all. I'm a 
honest with myself, I hollered at a guy the other day. It took me, five, I was five minutes into a violent road rage moment before I remembered that God had ever called me to preach and that I was a bishop and the pastor of the Potter's house and I was standing up. I had lost all consciousness. I couldn't think of any scriptures or anything. I wasn't even trying to think of scriptures. And then I came to myself and I thought, oh, oh. Praise the Lord. All I could do was pray that nobody had caught me on camera because I, I knew if they caught me on camera, it was going to be on the 6 o'clock news because I did not rise up to minister to him. After I heard what he called me, my first reaction, I, I went down into the valley, you know. <laughs> I didn't go there to stay. <laughs> a few more risings and settings of the sun, and I was going to be on my way. I flipped out. Completely forgot who I was. Inequities, extremities, cohabitating in the same place. And when the God who took you real high carries you into a situation that's very low and very dry, you wonder, is he with you? Are you with me the same way you were with me up there? Are you with me down here in the valley of dry marriage? In, in the valley of dry family relationship? Are you, are you with me in the valley of a dry ministry? Are you with me in the valley of dry bills. My bones are bills, and they are very dry. But pastor preached prosperity, we shouted, we danced. I went home two weeks later and lost my job. How do I walk with you through the inequities of being on the mountain, the valley, the mountain, the valley, the mountain, the valley, the mountain, the valley. You healed my brother, but my other one died. Is he a God who can walk with me while I walk through bones? I want to talk to people who are walking through bones. Yeah, walking through dry places. After being in high places, now you're in a dry place. I want to talk to depressed Christians. Christians who wrestle with depression and anxiety. I want to talk to Christians who contemplated suicide. I want to talk about the valley, the real valleys of life. I want to talk about the subjects that don't come up in church, that it is possible to dance all over the church and go home and can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about walking. The Bible says he walked me to and fro, in and out amongst dry bones. I want to talk about walking through things that are not getting better. Is there anybody in here that has been walking through some things that are not getting better? And you know what I'm saying? And, and you think, you think, where is God? Jesus will work it out. Jesus will work it out. If you let him, Jesus will. You say, I'm waiting. Come on, work it. Work it. Work it. Work it. Work it. Come on now. Work it. Work it. 
work it. Work now. You gonna work or not? Do you see these bones are still dry? We've been walking amongst these bones. You've been walking me in and out amongst these bones and they're not getting a bit better. He's still crazy. You, we had a big revival, 175 people got to say, wasn't one of them the one I wanted. <laughs> dry bones. <laughs> See, you think you're the only one to have these kind of issues. Everybody has life to deal with. Everybody has struggles to deal with. Everybody has issues to deal with. Everybody has extremities and polarities and frustration and aggravation. And the problem is I've been walking through these bones a long time and they haven't gotten any better. And I'm walking through with Jesus and they haven't gotten any better. And I walked through with the word and it didn't get no better. And I got me some consecrated oil and I sprinkled them and they didn't get any better and I prophesied and I spoke and I talked and I danced and I shouted and finally I learned how to live with my bones. Come on now, I learned how to live with my bones. Tell somebody say, I learned how to live with my bones. I developed a pathology that would accommodate the bones. I developed a coping mechanism that would accommodate the bones. In fact, it became natural to me to walk amongst bones. And then, once I finally got used to walking around boo-boo bones and stuff, now he gonna ask me, can these bones live again? Why would you wake up my hope to something that has not changed and there is a peace in giving up? There is a peace in giving up. There, 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 there's a calmness in giving up. There is an escape that comes when you just accept your bones. These are my bones. I'm just gonna be single the rest of my life. These are my... And now you come up winking at the car. Get on out of here. Where were you when I was believing for a husband? Now that I've cried my love to sleep, don't wake it up. Can these bones live again? He said, I don't know. I don't know whether they can live or not. And I don't know whether I want to try or not. And I don't know whether I want to fight or not because I have made peace with my bones. And now you're going to start something. Just when I decided that I was too old to have a child, now the Lord going to knock on Abraham's door and talk about your wife going to have a baby. You know, God seems like he don't have no watch or nothing, no sense of time. He don't have no rhythm. I don't think he can dance because when it was time to move, he didn't move. And then when I decided that I don't care whether you move or not, now here you come in the door and now you're going to do something. Can these bones live again? Lord, thou knowest! And then God says to him, speak to your bones. Speak to your bones. You want me to speak to the bones? Me and the bones are not speaking. 
We walk it, but we're not speaking. The hardest thing in the world to do is to get a man to talk when he stops speaking. And now God is saying, your bones won't get better if you don't speak. And I don't talk to bones. You know why I don't talk to bones? Because bones don't talk to me. And it's hard to give to something that don't give to me. Good God of mercy. How, how do you talk to something that ain't saying nothing back? <clears throat> you want to go out to eat? What you gonna wear to church next Sunday? I was wondering how you feeling today. Who wants to talk to something that ain't saying nothing back? Who wants to talk to something that ain't saying nothing back? Who wants to love something that ain't loving you back? Who wants to care for something that ain't caring for you back? Who wants to commit to something that's not committing to you back? This ain't fair. You want me to talk to bones? I want you to speak to your bones. Even though speaking to your bones makes you feel unequally yoked. Because you must remember that I was unequally yoked when I laid my hand on you. And if you're gonna be like me, you have to give to something that can't give back to you. I have a very unique role in life. Very few pastors have one foot in the leadership of the church and their other foot in the leadership of entrepreneurship, businesses, and government officials. I want to bring both feet into our International Pastors and Leadership Conference and help you and your staff to develop your vision. Whether you are in business or whether you are in faith, I've got a foot on it and I've got something to share with you that will make you better. This is not fair that you have left a speaker. This is a prophet. I speak for a living. And now you want me to speak to something where I get nothing back. This is not fair that you want me to talk to that bucket. It's not fair. Don't you see the bones? They're not just dry. They're very dry. I'm not just unhappily married. I hate coming home. And you want me to come in and start talking? I have survived by saying nothing. You want me to go talk to that very daughter that cussed, she cussed, I'm her mama, she cussed me out. I'm not saying nothing. You know now. It takes a lot of faith to talk to something that ain't talking to you. To give to something that's not given to you. To serve something that's not serving you. It's easy to serve something that's serving you. Reciprocity makes relationships ring. But what do you do when it ain't fair? This ain't fair! 
Never mind the fact that it wasn't fair when he touched me. <laughs> when his hand touched me, that wasn't fair either. But things that are not fair, just because something is not fair does not mean that it is not just. There is a difference between fair and just. <laughs> See, fair is reciprocity. Justice maturity. It's right if it's got to be right all by itself. That's the way God is. God is not fair. God is just. He's good if he's good by himself. He's holy if he's holy by himself. That's because God knows who he is and he has the courage to be himself when others are not. Do you? Speak to the bones that they may live. For God says, anything that you don't talk to will stay dead. All you have to do to kill anything living in your life is stop talking to it. And the thing that you are complaining about being dry and very dry in your life is dry because you shut up. The only way that thing will live is if you speak to it. That's why the devil got your lips sealed. Because the devil knows that the power of life and death is in your tongue. And when you do speak to it, you speak negatively to it, you speak death to it, waiting on God to make it live. How can you make it live when you talk to it like that? I was in Namibia and this guy was in a room full of businessmen and he was trying to pitch, trying to get some sponsorship for his television, but he was so nasty in the requests. Then I said, do you not know that people give money to people they like? <laughs> you can't talk death and reap life. Speak to the bones that they may live. They will not live because you're anointed. They will not live because I'm with you. I've been walking with you all the time. They will not live because you've been praying for it. You have to open your mouth and speak to it. Peter and John could only heal the man when they spoke to him. Silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. They spoke to his lameness. It's easy to speak to your wholeness. But can you speak to my lameness? Oh, I know you love my good stuff. But can you love my junk? It will never live if you don't speak to it. Speak to the bones that they may live. And so then Ezekiel confesses something that I love. It helps me so much because he doesn't say that he believes that they will live. He says, Lord, thou knowest. I don't know whether this is ever getting better or not. I do not know, but I am obedient enough that I prophesied as I was commanded. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say what I felt. I said what you told me to say. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. 
I didn't say it because I meant it. I didn't say it because I had conviction. I said it because it was right to say. I prophesied as I was commanded. I just obeyed your word whether I had the feelings or not. And the moment I obeyed your word, suddenly there was a noise. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Ain't nothing gonna change till you obey God. As long as you belly aching about what ain't fair, it ain't gonna get no better. It's not fair, but it's just obey God. Just see people come out, I hear noise, I hear noise, I hear noise. I hear noise. I hear noise in your valley. I hear noise in your valley. I hear noise in your valley. I hear noise. I hear noise in your valley. There's a noise. I feel some shaking in your bones. There's some shaking in your bones. There's some shaking in your bones. There's some shaking in your bones. This ain't no time to die. This ain't no time to quit. This ain't no time to faint. This ain't no time to collapse. There's some shaking in your bones. I prophesy a shaking. A shaking, a shaking, a shaking. I declare to you there's a shaking, there's a shaking in your bow. There's a shaking. Touch him, I say my bones are shaking. The thing the devil said would never shake, God is shaking it up. The thing that I had learned to live with, God is shaking it up. The thing that I had given up hope would get any better, God is shaking it up. I dare you to give him 30 seconds of a crazy prayer. Listen, everyone has issues in life to deal with. We all do. But what do you do when you walk through things that are not getting better? I know you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you, I've been there. The Bible says don't give up. Trust and obey God. Your situation will change. You must begin to speak to your dry places and your dry bones rather than making peace with them and trying to live with them. They will never live unless you speak to them and challenge them and demand change in your life. There is a shaking that is about to take place. What you may have thought was dead, God is shaking it up. 
You need to prophesy till you hear the noise and feel the shaking of change on that job, with that child, in that marriage, with that house, with that mortgage, with that lump, with that tumor, whatever it is. It will change. It will change. It must change. It's got to change. That's what I'm talking about today. Let me talk to my partners for a minute. Our global partner system is building hope and strength and tenacity and guts, not just in preachers and leaders and CEOs and companies. I mean in children and kids and teenagers and hip hoppers and rappers. We're doing it through our transformation and youth empowerment centers. Although their circumstances have taken them through so many dry places at a young age, your partnerships and your financial gifts are helping them to see the dry bones stand up and come back together again. That's why I want to challenge you to become a GPS member today. By visiting tdjpartners.org, you can help me help these kids. Truth of the matter is, my kids are grown. I want to help you with yours and your grandchildren. Maybe God kept us on this earth to affect the next generation. So join in, be a partner. Let's leave the world better than we found it. tdjpartners.org, we're waiting for you. The three things everybody needs in order to survive is food, shelter, and clean water. But for some, those can be hard to come by. The Global Partner System Initiative was created to help us reach every nation through our international humanitarian outreach, MegaCare, we provide food, clothes, clean water, and medicine to areas around the world. Visit tdjpartners.org to become a part of our global partner system. God knows who he is, and he has the courage to be himself when others are not. Do you? For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive A Brighter Day on CD from Bishop Jake's illuminating series, Walk On. If you admit I can't see as good as I would like, God said I'll give a second touch, but I will only give it to an honest man. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three-message series, Walk On on DVD, and an audio form of the series on a USB thumb drive. How could I believe so much in God and be going through what I'm going through? when you are so good at believing in God, but you are so bad at believing in you. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you'll receive the Walk On 3 Message DVD series, Audio USB Drive, Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Instinct, and your very own Miracle Journal and Miracles Still Happen greeting cards, even during dark times. Walk On, brighter days are ahead. events and seminars and what's available here, you can literally take a family vacation the entire week here. We've done Super Bowls and Final Fours, but to have an event that talks to the soul, that talks to the families, that talks to the way that we live is something special. I came here for a breakthrough and I have received my breakthrough. And I think there was a, there was a supernatural encounter. 
I love the Lord and I love Megafest. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.